Joining us now, though, to talk basketball is Justin Nelson, former GM of the Cells NBL, now running basketball at Sky. G'day, Justin. How you doing? Hey, very good morning. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. And uh, got to ask you, the Breakers are not going great, obviously, up against Illawarra, bottom of the table last night at home. Couldn't score to save themselves. Lose 69-65 in a very low-scoring game, mate. Offences uh, through the floor. What's What's going wrong? It was an ugly game, wasn't it? It was uh, probably one of the uglier games I've seen in quite some time. As you said, ball wasn't dropping. Illawarra were coming off a tumultuous week, and we we just so often see this in sport. Coach gets the flick, interim coach comes in, and then all of a sudden, bang, that next win comes in the very next game. And uh, it, it's such a... It's such a thing in sport. It just happens all the time. Illawarra came over, they gritted their teeth, and they uh, they nutted out. Just a fantastic win for that organisation. Yeah, you'd, th- you'd think that they would have picked that one up, wouldn't you, Justin? They've, uh, I guess, the partner price of the trip to America and a few injuries? Oh, definitely. You know, everyone talks about these uh, NBA games, and they are. They're big. They're huge. It's fantastic to be involved in, but it definitely came at the, the wrong time upset uh, the pre-season or their season had just begun, so certainly upset what they were doing. Uh, but the injuries are the concern for sure. I mean, they've now lost Will Dow White for a good six weeks, maybe more, depending on his rehab, uh, to go with Cheatham as well. And uh, they're two very, very key players to be out of that lineup. What, what, do, you, what do you make of the, the depth? Because it's a... It's always the way when you're in playing professional sport. You know, you see that with the the rugby, the rugby league. Um, if you're losing some key players, and it's all about your pathways and your depth. What do you, what do you see um, in our depth in our pathways? Have we got enough players coming through at that level? Well, there's 20 players who played in the cells NBL in 2023 that are on ANBL rosters. So there's definitely depth in the country. It's about being able to secure it and. Of course, Kiwis in particular aren't restricted players in the Aussie NBL. So they're there and available for every team to pick up. And some of the best Kiwis are playing against the Breakers. I mean, Shay Illy, what a season mm. uh, he's having. You know, he continues just to be at the top of his game and Melbourne United are the team to beat. So you need to factor that in. But this is also a team that played, obviously, in the grand final series last year and turned over all three imports. So the transitional nature of the team from year to year probably hasn't been uh, something that's worked too well. They, they just just talk about that, because when you've got the competition producing 20-odd players for, the, for that competition, yet they're all deciding to go overseas, how do we stop that from happening? And in saying that, what impact is this new trade window going to bring? Well, I don't know that you want to stop it, first of all, with the uh, Aussie NBL and even the Women's National Basketball League in Australia. There's nine players who played in the uh, the Pro League here in New Zealand this year in Toihi who are now playing in the WNBL. They play unrestricted in Australia, which means they're not classed as imports, whereas the other way coming back, if you're an Australian playing in the domestic leagues, the, the Sells NBL and the Toihi here in New Zealand, you are classed as a restricted player. And, of course, teams can only have so many restricted players. The reason why we don't want or wouldn't want the Australians to change that rule is because it provides mass opportunity for New Zealanders to play in that heightened competition or those two competitions. So at the moment, it's actually working in our favour to have 
that many Kiwis playing in those leagues. You just mentioned trade window. The um, Sells NBL free agency starts today. So 11 teams, including the new team, the FI out of Tauranga, they're all vying for signatures. A minimum of 132 players will be signed over the next uh, uh, period of weeks and months, um, up to 200 players. But we've heard a bit of a whisper that the league will announce in the coming days that season 2024 will include, for the first time ever, I think in any pro sport in New Zealand, a mid-season trade window mm. where players can be traded from team to team. That's pretty damn exciting. It, it is. I, th- I think that's very um, innovative um, on, on the thinking about what can we do to make sure that players who aren't playing or even players that aren't happy at clubs can move through in their competition and continue to play elsewhere. Just just on that, uh, when, you, when you're talking about those type of players, if the breakers were looking at, at bringing players into the team, because you talk about Modi Moore, who's just come out and he said, look, our offence wasn't played the right way for most of the game. What Would you be looking at more offensive ta- attacking players? Well, they brought Anthony Lamb in, didn't they? Yeah. Um, whilst they were over in the States, and he's been fantastic. I mean, mm. he is, you know, one of their best players, if not their very best. He's, he's right up the top there with Parker Jackson Cartwright. So those two players are, are, are critical to the team. I wonder if a trade window would work in the Aussie NBL. Imagine, you know, you get midway through the season, you're at about that mark right now where you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, you know the injury concerns. Imagine if you could go out there and talk to another team and say, hey, this guy's not getting much of a run for you. How about we send his contract over to us? Uh, And that is going to be a talking point through the Sells NBL season next season, uh, next year. Uh, if they could do that in the ANBL right now, the breakers might actually be on the phone ringing around trying to pick up some plays. Tell you what, if you if you do that, you get Crown Relocations on board as your sponsor, don't you? Because I mean, if if you if, if you're being <laughs> traded by uh, I don't know by the Franklin Bulls uh, to the Canterbury Rams, you, you're gonna you're gonna need somebody to pick up the bill. There's got to be someone out there that wants to jump on board and uh, and get some naming rights behind it. You're spot on. Hey, there's another little tweak that we think is going to be part of the announcement that is very unique uh, and could drive trades. We're hearing that, uh, obviously, in the sales NBL, there's a salary cap. We know that teams can only spend so much money. We're hearing part of the incentive to trade a player in from another team is your salary cap will actually get a boost mid-season so that's something very very different and as an incentive to a team to get out there and trade a player in so not trade a player out you've got to trade a player in you're going to get a boost to your salary cap very unique so that means you basically instead of carrying a 12-man roster you get to carry a 13-man roster and, and, and you don't have to pay everybody five grand less effectively well, what it does is it gives you choices mid-season. So last year, for instance, we saw Ty Webster sign late for the Nuggets. We saw Corey Webster sign late in the season for the Rams, and he went on and was an integral part of that championship-winning team for the Rams. So if you as a team can get an extra boost to your salary cap midway through the season, it gives you choices down the back end. Do I go out there and get a player in for a certain amount of games and help us win a championship? You know, do I use that money to uh, to pay the players a little bit more? In trading a player in, do I trade in a bigger contract knowing that I've got a little bit more money to spend now? So, again, very unique concept, and I think uh, it's going to be a talking point. 
What about, we've just had a text through from Brendan actually, and this this reminded me, because I was wondering when this was going to happen, we know that they're expanding the cells NBL, and we know that the Bay of Plenty team is in, but there's also supposed to be a Queenstown team in, isn't there? When, when's that happening? Yes, yeah, spot on. So Queenstown have been given a provisional license as team number 12, but it's on the proviso that their venue down there uh, is refurbished and brought up to the standard needed to play in the National League. And that's the hold-up at the moment. I believe the council down in Queenstown has agreed to a refurbishment of the entertainment centre there, get it up to about 2,500, 3,000 seats. And they're just waiting for that work to be uh, to be done. So that's the hold up at the moment on Queenstown. Definitely included in the cells NBL. They have a provisional license. Just waiting for the venue. Yeah, just waiting. Do we know the uh, Do we know know the, know the moniker yet? We were we were big on the Queenstown Millionaires or or the Queenstown Lakers. <laughs> I think the Millionaires uh, just got pipped. There was a report not that long ago, and the Yetis were mentioned in that report. So <laughs> okay. maybe the Queenstown Yetis. Yeah. Oh, let's 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 hope it's the Lakers because it sounds better than the Yetis. Hey, so so they, <laughs> they get eleven day break, don't they? The breakers here. That's it's much needed. What what sort of work do you think uh, Modi be doing with this team, trying to get some confidence? Because that losing feeling becomes a bit of a habit, doesn't it? Well, I think that's the key word, confidence. I, I think probably just take a step back and uh, and get these players playing a little bit more freely. I mean, yesterday, it, it was hard. It was hard to watch. It was tough going, and the confidence was lacking. No question. So sometimes you've just got to loosen the reins a little bit. I mean, Modi's a, a fairly intense coach. Maybe just loosen the reins a little bit, try and get some freedom in, in, in play, freedom in movement, and some confidence back into their team. Uh, feeble window right now so yeah they've got an excellent opportunity just to go back to the drawing board back into the gym and work hard what about these nba uh, games mate that are that happen at the beginning of our season so they're pre-season for the nba but they interrupt our season we've seen teams over the last few years go and do this and i think uh, everybody has struggled uh, through the season that they've had those nba games uh do you think it needs looking at i think it's a good idea but do you think it, the timing needs looking at well, it's one of those things that you have to weigh up, isn't it? I mean, the, the publicity that it brings to the game down here. I mean, the NBA is the best of the best of the best, and it gets the coverage globally. You know, for our teams uh, here in this part of the world to go over and play in those preseason games, it's it's a fantastic marketing tool. But the fact that it coincides with the start of the season mm. here uh, does inflict a little bit of damage, and we've seen that with the Breakers this season. So it's a 50-50 call I'm not quite sure what the answer is. You know, I don't think pushing the ANBL season back is what you do, uh, but it may just be a necessary evil right now. I think I think the answer would be to bring the NBA teams down here as opposed there to, we go. to travelling up there. Because <laughs> if, you, if you bought an NBA team down here, you'd definitely feel something like Vector out. You get lots of people there. It'd be great for the promotion of the game. Well, you wouldn't just fill it out. You'd have 30,000 outside screen to get in. So uh, no question if they were ever, you know, if the Aussie NBL, uh, Basketball Australia, Basketball New Zealand, anything, if any of them could ever pull that off. I remember uh, attending the Australia-USA game at uh, at the stadium on the Docklands in Melbourne a few years ago. And they played back-to-back games and sold that venue out twice over. More than 100,000 people wow. in total 
went along to see Team USA play against the Boomers. So you bring the NBA to this part of the world, and I guarantee you, uh, not only not only uh, Vector, uh, you're, you're talking Eden Park. You know, you're going to have to set it up and play in a place like that. Kimpy's idea is way better than mine. Um, <laughs> Got to say, but all I was going to say is that. The NBA preseason is a lot longer than when the NBL teams go over there. I mean, what's stopping them from going over two weeks earlier? Because the NBA teams are still playing preseason games two weeks earlier. Yeah, it's a really good point. You know, and I think what we've come down to here is just the timing. You know, if they can get the timing right, one way or the other, it may not be as disruptive. You know, the fact that the Breakers had started their season and then they've stopped and gone and done that. Uh, it's a big trip. Uh, it's a big undertaking, and it's clearly uh, worked against them. Having said that, you know the Breakers now need to look forward. They're they're three and seven. We know that it's going to take 15 wins to make it through to the plains. They're going to win 12 of their next 18. So literally two out of every three games, they have to win from here. Uh, they can't uh, rewrite or worry about what's been done so far. They've got to look forward, and they've got some work to do. You know, 65 points in a game yesterday just isn't going to cut it. And that second game yesterday, Melbourne United against Sydney Kings, you put those two games together, Breakers Illawarra followed by the top two teams. It was the bottom two in game one, the top two in game two. And the second game was just head and shoulders above. What about uh, bringing reinforcements in? You know, we talked about some of the long-term injuries that the Breakers have got. Can, can they look to bring players in? Do you think they will? Yeah, they can do that. I mean, they've done that already. Dom Kilman-Potto was, was called up you know, Kiwi big man. So you can bring in injury replacement players. Uh, But what we do know is in the weeks ahead, they've got two stars to come back into that team. And, you know, Cheatham can't come back quick enough. He's he's probably got two to three weeks uh, to go, hopefully not too far away. And then Will McDowell-White after that. It's more a case of can they hold on till that happens. Yeah, they've got to hold on, haven't they? When when do you put a line through this season? Have you looked Have you looked at the schedule and said, "What well, this this is it"? Um, if they don't get this over the next month or so, well, well, you've got to look at the reality of what I just said. You need uh, fifteen wins to make the top six and make the play-in. So at three and seven, you know they do need to win two thirds of their game from here. Uh, we know they can get on a run. They've done that before. They've done a magnificent job with runs in the past, but. You know, they've, they've literally got to win two out of every three from here. So, you know, the next three to six games is going to tell us a lot about where they are at uh, for this particular season. Yeah. All right, mate. Listen, uh, yeah, they've got a lot of hard work to do. Moni Mayor's got uh, it all in front of him. Wish him all the best of luck. Thanks for, very much for coming on, mate. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday, eh? And with free agency opening today in the cells NBL, I gather you guys have got your hand up. Are you available? For I'm ready. Picture? I'm ready. You want the best five <laughs> minutes of your life? Give us a yell. Yeah, there you go. You've heard it. Kim we've, heard a few, we've heard a few people give us that line over the past. So <laughs> yeah. all the best, huh? Kim, just a, a caveat, though. Kimpy's knees aren't the greatest, so he can no. only run in straight lines. Yeah, guard. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff, Justin. Go Good on, on you brother. Guys.